And we're back for another episode of the Honestly Helen podcast. Thank you for joining and let's get right into it. Okay, okay, okay. Ooh, I'm serious. <clears throat> Michelle, welcome to season five of the Honestly Helen podcast. Um, what an honor to finally be here. <laughs> what a long way you've come. Can I just yeah. say how proud I am of you? I remember when this was just a little seed. Girl, I forgot you did. You were around when it was, and I yeah. Ciao. I am taking credit for this <laughs> because I know I told you you should have a podcast. You did once. You did many years ago. You are valid, a hundred percent. Telling me that. Speaking of that, Michelle, how do we know each other, friend? What's our backgrounds? We uh, worked together five, four or five years ago. I don't know the math. It has to be at least five. Five, probably. Yeah, that feels right. It's probably when our, our uh, work relationship ended. But yeah, we both worked um, at a design studio in San uh-huh. Francisco. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And what was our relationship? Um, I was your manager. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's the fun fact about that? What is the fun fact about that? You literally started either a day before me or a week before me? Yeah. <laughs> you didn't start that soon before I got hired. Yeah. I remember when I started, they had a temp in your position. Mm-hmm. And then, did you come on as a temp? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we were like, gotta keep her. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah we were there. For the, we were there for the same amount of time that you were there, but then I stayed for a couple, two, three years after that. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But Michelle, to add to that, was the first manager. No, the second manager, because I had a good manager at my first, at the hotel that I love to come to. Oh, I guess we're not name dropping to our art design studio that we worked at. <laughs> no credit. Um, but yeah, Michelle was the second manager that I fell in love with because she was super chill, super down to earth. And we started around the same time. So it's like, we were figuring shit out together, confused, but also like ready to, you yeah. are like, whenever you join a new company, you're like, oh my God, I'm going to make so many changes. And then you get there officially and you're like, oh, well. Yeah. We were so young and full of hope together. Yeah. <laughs> there was nothing we couldn't do. No, that to me. That time was that time with me, you, and our other coworker, Kari. Yeah. Those were my glory days, the three of us. Shout yeah. out to Kari. Uh, shout out to Kari, who's out in fucking Washington. Yeah, she lives in Seattle now. Seattle, Seattle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She left, she left Cali, so she ditched us. No shade, Carly, but a little bit of shade if you listen to it. Yeah. Her. Everybody's up. leaving us. Everybody's leaving us, but. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, me and Michelle go way back, like two flats on a Cadillac. Another reason why I love Michelle, and she'll always have a special place in my heart. Um, I was at that job when my mom passed, and Michelle was the first person to be like, bitch, do what you got to do. Fuck this mm-hmm. job. Tell me what you need, and I'll figure it out. And I was like, oh, my God, wait, is this how it's yeah, supposed because- to be? Yes, because that's real life. Yeah. 
you know, that's what's yeah. actually important. Yeah. So that forever sticks with me. Like just to go through that moment and I don't want my mom to have a manager be like, girl, please, whatever you got to do, just do it. And then tell me what you got to do. And then we'll figure it out. And I was like, what the mm-hmm. fuck is this? But thank you so much because I, and my mom was in Fresno. So it was, so I don't know if I ever officially told you, I'm pretty sure I did, but thank you, Michelle. Like that really meant a lot. You're welcome. I'm That's sorry it. that not everyone is human. Yeah. In managerial position. Okay, Michelle, let's get right into it, friend. Do it. So on this episode of Talking Life, honestly, we're talking see, what life seasons or seasons of life. I couldn't figure out the best way to say it, but mm-hmm. which one sounds better? Life seasons or seasons of life? Seasons of life. Okay. So seasons of life. This is <laughs> That's what we're talking about this episode. Michelle, how did you feel when you found out the topic or what did you think about? Was hoping that this topic would be guided by you because I'm an expert on many things. Yes. You want to talk about perimenopause, skincare, wine, food. I'm your man. But this broad seasons, but I feel like we, you know, it's going to, it'll come out organically. But yeah, there are, there are seasons of mm-hmm. life. There are more than four seasons of life. I will tell you that. Um, but I also, was thinking about how I feel every year when a season changes and each one sort of feels different to me. Like spring feels like renewal and time to clear out and start something, you know, and, and, and winter is when you can spend time inside and reflect. Yeah. Those are the things that came into my head. And then I was like, I'm gonna stop thinking about this and just let it happen. (laughs) Which I love even more, which is why I don't normally tell the topic too far in advance so you don't think about it too much. But exactly. How do you feel about change in general? Uh, I embrace change. I think that if you're not constantly changing as a person, then you're not evolving. Right. And that works with you, your personality, your career, your relationship. Yeah. If you don't change, you don't or if you don't change together, you don't you don't evolve. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I love change. I look forward to it. I do feel like I'm a person who's constantly like reinventing myself mm. in a way mm-hmm. internally, you know, I'm just trying to do better yeah. or um, even in, I express myself a lot through what I wear, as you know. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> I'm so glad you that. <laughs> my wardrobe how I'm dressing changes all the time my hair color changes all the time mm-hmm. you know so I just think why a life without change is so boring preach sister preach fucking a and what's worse than being boring boring <laughs> 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 that might be a little bit morbid, but yes. And one thing I just want to like, I've always, always loved your fashion sense. I've always loved the way you dress. I've always loved how you carried yourself. Like Michelle is her fashion sense is eccentric is the best way I can mm-hmm. say, but like not eccentric where you're like, this bitch need meds eccentric. Like, okay, she's <laughs> confident enough in herself that she can wear things that you originally might not think go together or should be worn. And then you see Michelle and you're like, Oh, okay. Okay. I, 
I see what you did there. Also, the tattoos you got are (laughs) also like ridiculous. Like I feel like you have tattoos that really time stamp important moments. Yeah, for me, tattoos, I know a lot of people do uh there are a ton of people who will only get a tattoo if they have thought it through and mm-hmm. have wanted something that's really meaningful, meaningful, meaningful to them, or uh, people will get tattoos um, or tributes, which is also something I do. Um, right. There's so many reasons, but I will just get a tattoo because I'm feeling like it, because it's funny, <laughs> because it, it represents a moment in time. Yeah. Um, I do a lot of matching tattoos with friends and they're always, they're always ridiculous. Um, I don't take myself seriously. And I also think that a lot of people have fear of something being permanent, but like Mm -hmm. I said, I'm constantly changing. I don't care. I don't even regret. I don't, I mean, I think I have like uh, somewhere around 20, maybe small tattoos. I'm not like a highly, tattooed person but they're like all little and silly um but I don't regret any of them like even the bad ones because there's a story behind each one yeah so mm -hmm. I agree I agree and I think what um I I love that you said like change if you're not changing not only are you boring which no shade to y'all boring people we love you too because Mm -hmm. we we need you we we do we really do but also I don't think we really or I would say, I feel like I don't meet enough people that understand that change is needed for you to grow. Mm-hmm. Like you have to go into different environments. You have to be in different situations and you have to be in different mindsets for you to actively get better. Yes. You know, yeah. and I don't, we don't talk about that enough or we don't, I don't think we embrace that part of change enough. People are always like, oh my God, I don't, I don't want to go through it. Or, oh my God, that's too much work. Or, oh my God, I don't know how to do it. Yeah. Well, because there's a fear. There's a fear of change because it's uncomfortable and it's fear of the unknown. And, you know, why wouldn't you just be complacent if you don't have to, you know, ruffle any feathers, but anything that's good is going to be hard. Mm -hmm. It is just life. You have to, of course, there's good things that just magically happen, but you know, like what, for example, love, right? Mm. Yes the downside of love is there's likely going to be loss. So Ooh. in order Ooh. to- Okay, preacher Michelle, <laughs> wait a minute. Okay, yes. It's true though, it's going yes. to eventually be very hard. Yes. But so what are you going to do? Just stay away from that because you don't want that heartache? Yeah. No, you have to take the leap. And I think that's sort of a metaphor for everything. And yes change and also change with the times you can't just be Ooh, right you can't just stay where you are life is gonna pass you by you know I didn't even really think about that when I thought of this topic but being stagnant in a time period is actually detrimental as fuck I know so anyone I'm not gonna say anyone a lot of people in let's just say the uh age of our parents because our parents were around the same age Mm -hmm. um a large majority of those of that generation 
it's harder for them to embrace change. And I think that has something to do with getting older and maybe not giving a fuck (laughs) or, you know, just being set in your ways. But I think that luckily everyone, let's say millennial and, and down and on, I think we're all, we've all been talking about this enough that we can change with what's going on and change with the times for the most part. I can't generalize anything. I mean, my mom is used to be like that. And then I don't know, she just something snapped one day and now she's learning things and you know I'm, pr- I'm so proud of her she's very uh, more open-minded but that's the thing is I think if you don't if you don't go that way then you're going to get left behind and maybe she falls a little left behind and that is oh, girls like you're reading my mind because I was thinking like what do you think are the downsides to not being open to change so being left behind and I would mm-hmm. also say like I feel like when we don't embrace change no, actually, honestly, being left behind is the best way to say it. Because when you don't embrace change, I feel like trying to connect and communicate with people gets so much harder because you don't understand where they're coming yeah. from because you're so stuck in the way you think and the way the things were when you grew up or however the fuck your mindset is. But if you're not even open-minded, it's very hard to talk to people who are progressive. Yeah. You don't understand it. You don't get it. Are you like, I don't get why you're trying to change this because it doesn't need to be changed because it's working. Is it working or is it just working for you? Exactly. Evolve, like evolve with the rest of the world. Amen. And of course there are things that don't need to be changed. And then you're like, why the fuck is this changing? Like the Google homepage, for example, changed recently. Okay, why? Why are you doing this to me? It was fine. It was fine. What the fuck is this? And I will say, like, even when I think about, like, so I'm on Outlook now, and Outlook has changed because everything's always updating. And I'm like, okay, but yeah. why did we just fix? I feel like nothing was broken here. I feel like we all knew the button. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst is my wow. Outlook. Because <laughs> people live their lives on an app like that, and then you can really, really frustrate people. It's, it's mm, I'm going to say it's frustrating. Or I hate it because I also love change. I'm an mm-hmm. advocate of change. But I will say my spirit get a little unnerved. I know. Well, that's, you know, fear of change. It sucks. You have to learn something new. But maybe the features are better. Most likely they did it to somehow beat out a competitor. And it has nothing to do with helping us. But... <laughs> On that note, would you... How do you, would you say that most of us, well, okay, not most of us, but would you say there's an underlying factor of wanting change because somebody wants to beat out someone else? And maybe most people don't, not most people, but I'll just leave it at that. Do you feel like there's an underlying factor of people wanting to be better than somebody and that's why they change or change? Oh, I'm sure. I think, I think I could speak for myself in saying that change happens for me just because I'm always open to it but I've seen in other people I can't speak for everyone or just what I've seen but yeah there's a lot of reasons for change um heartbreak Mm. competition Mm. things like that right like and that can be a motivating factor Mm -hmm. so we talk about change you know that sometimes there's a motivation behind it for whatever outcome so yeah. yeah, I don't know. What are some other what are some other factors? I 
I think there are lots of reasons, you know, uh, life events. Yeah. Um, Growth, like we said. Personal growth. Uh, Yeah. um, I think of like, I don't want to say unforeseen, but like sometimes change happens because it has to happen. Like there's Mm -hmm. no way around it, you know, like it like it. So I'm going to just get a little bit personal. Like I was with my ex for five years. And the only way I knew I was going to feel better and uh, get what I needed from a partner was to leave that relationship. But that was a five-year relationship. And I really thought that man was going to be my man forever. And so I didn't want that change. And for the last three years, a bitch was fighting that change. And I was like, no, 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 no. I mean, no, no, no. I don't want to do it. This is, this is tragic. But I had to because, so I guess in a, is wanting better. So I wanted better. And so it was, there was no option but to change because I didn't want better. And that is because, you know, you and I have similar stories. Mm -hmm. I was with somebody for eight years and we both fought it and we both tried so hard to keep it. But the best thing for both of us was to split. Yeah. And that was because I needed that to grow Mm -hmm. and I was just getting I don't want to say getting older because obviously in eight years you get older than you were at the start but it's just you have more life experience and you've gone through things and then you learn more about yourself so you learn like okay well this is what I want and what I don't want and I do think that if just to spiel off a little bit about relationships I think naturally I think humans go through cycles and relationships and of course there are people that are monogamous and they're for a long time but we aren't swans we are humans and I do think that there's different seasons of 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 relationships yes and I heard I heard somewhere on a podcast that there's like people have three great loves in their life and obviously Mm -hmm. this you can't generalize like everything. And the first one is your first love and it teaches you how to love Mm. and it, you know, gets you in the door. Your second is a really intense love that teaches you at the out, like what you don't want and what you do Mm. want in a relationship. And then your third love is the person that you find because you know yourself a hundred percent and you know what you want and you don't want. So for me, I under, like that makes sense for me and just, you know, what's been happening in my life. But yeah, I don't know. And also it just, you, again, the same thing is like, you can't not go into these relationships because you're scared something's going to happen or, you know, you just, it, it's, you're yeah. scared there's going to be a change or yeah. you're going to break up or yeah. you're going to change and not want to be in the relationship. Live your life. Amen. Live Amen. your life. That Virtual yeah, let's sh- cheers. It's Virtual. so fucking short. Whew. And honestly, oh wait, let me drink. <laughs> honestly, though, I think one of the biggest seasons of life are the relationships that we go through, romantically and platonically. I have said this several times. The worst breakup I've ever gone through is a friend breakup, and that was a season of my life where I was actively trying to build a community with people Mm -hmm. only to find out 
that you don't have to actively build a community. Your your tribe finds you, like your people find you. You you naturally kind of click with those that are supposed to be around you. And I was more like trying to bring people to me. So when I had my first real friend breakup and then I falling out with a few other people, it was a scene to me, it was a season of friendship. Like I was mm-hmm. in this really learning what I wanted in a friend, what a friend actually meant. And also understanding you do lose friends, even like friends that you thought were going to be there for fucking ever. Yeah. Sometimes it's, it was only a season. Like, have you heard the analogy? And I, this is also kind of where I got it from. Not, I don't know if it's seasons, but people are like a tree. Some people are a branch and some people are leaves. So leaves fall and they die. Mm-hmm. So some aspects of your life are just leaves. People are just leaves. They come, they grow, they do what they need to do, then they bounce. Some people are branches. They stay for a very long time and they're there to stay forever. And some people are the tree itself. Like you're definitely not going anywhere and you're a part of the growth of my life. Yeah. Oh, I kind of love that. It's yeah. true. I mean, talking about seasons of friendship, I, I've been through the same thing. Yeah. You know, it's like, how many times have you told a story where you're like, well, my best friend in high school, <laughs> well, in high school, that was your ride or die. I'm going to be with you forever. Nice. But you know, they aren't your best friend anymore. Right. And you know, the change in relationships as well. Like you can even have a season seasons within a relationship mm. specifically like, uh, for example, I'll say my best friend from high school, you know, we were super tight. Then we went to college together. Then we weren't as close. And then we ended up living in another, uh, we both lived in Chicago together. So we were close again. Then we like sort of weren't close. And then she moved in next to my brother and then we're close again. So it's just this like these seasons of, of friend evolution. (laughs) Yeah, no, I also, I also was battling if I should call this episode evolution because I think ultimately I think people think of evolution as like a grand, like the big grand scale, like caveman to man or monkey yeah. to man, human, which is got to have a tail anymore. <laughs> exactly. But also I think as humans, we evolve every day, even if it's on a very small level, but if every day you are taking in information, assessing it, and then discerning whether or not it's for you or not for you, we're evolving. Because tell me if you agree with it. The Michelle that started 2023 is not the same Michelle that's ending 2023. No, no. And you take those changes with you in your DNA, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I never, I never want to start a year and end a year the same. Oh, say it one more time, friend. One more time. One more time. One more time. I never want to start a year and end a year the same. I also want to put this out here for anybody that is interested in my logic is my birthday every year is my new year. So new year's, new year's Eve, I'll do, Oh, resolution. I never do them, whatever. And drink more water and read 12 books. Like it, I'm going to learn. Wait, did you just read 12 books, bitch? <laughs> I was just trying to take a book a month. I don't know. I support it. I support it. I support well, it. I'm not really on par with it, but now I have a lot of free time. So I've been reading, um, but I like to do my birthday as my new year. And that's when you reflect because that's your next, your next year. I like that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. 
Yeah. I love that. And also, fun fact about change, about me and Michelle's relationship, we are not the friends that hang out every day, nor do we talk every day. We actually don't talk a whole lot. <laughs> to that point, we change every year, but our friendship and the foundation of our friendship doesn't change. And yeah. A lot of us kind of overemphasize how much we... Okay, let me let me think about this because I don't want nobody fucking getting feeling some type of way about it. But like, <laughs> we like we're different people. When I when I first met Michelle, it's not the same Helen that Michelle knows now. But foundationally, I'm the same person. But yeah. there's a lot of things that have happened, things that we've gone through, where 2016 Helen wouldn't have the same responses. But whenever me and Michelle link up, it there's is girl we're the we're the same friends. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Like, people overemphasize having to talk to somebody every day or having to, I don't have to be there for every change Michelle goes through, but I know whatever change she goes through, I'm going to be there for it. Like I'm going to support it. I'm going to show Yeah, up. and we don't talk a, like a ton, but um, I know that if like you needed me or I needed you, we would both be there for each other. Big that. For sure. Big. Yeah. And I'm proud of us because this year we didn't just hang out once a year. We actually hung out after my birthday two times in one year i'm gonna count this as three <laughs> we did no, this is we did we did it's nice you know it, i think seasons of friendship also go with seasons of just growing as a person in maturity yeah so we don't talk as much because we are both grown as adults who have Literally. stuff to do in your relationships with your friends change when you're as you get older and you have different priorities yeah let me ask you to your point what you said earlier like friendships but I also think grief is a season death is a season mm -hmm. romantic partnerships is a season new job opportunities so like if you could take a moment like what do you think is your most rewarding type of season of life or one that you enjoy the most of change coming through oh most rewarding let's see what we should call this my most rewarding has been the seasons of cities I've lived in <laughs> Ooh, yeah. which, is, which is usually uh you know work related or just yeah. I, I don't know if I'll ever settle down somewhere mm. I love California probably will end up here because of the weather and just you, I just have lived in every single weather in the world. But I think, I think le uh, taking that leap to move somewhere new, I've done it three times to major cities where I had minimal time or no time spent in that city. And that's a huge, there are people from my hometown or my family that are like, this is, you're crazy specifically when I moved from the East Coast here. Yeah. Um, when I moved to Chicago from the East Coast, it was a little different just because it was closer, I guess. Yeah. People thought it was not as crazy. But to have come to San Francisco and never even stepped foot in California before, which is what happened. I didn't know that. Yeah. We, okay. I went to New York because as much as New York has my heart, it's the best city ever. It was, it was aging me. It was running me down it was just a it's a fucking rat race that's the, it's just no matter what you were doing it's just like everybody's on trying to get ahead and it's just tiring mm. and so um my my partner at the time 
got a job here. And I was like, let's do it. Hell yeah. And so that for me, those are the scariest changes mm-hmm. that I've ever been. These leaps that I make are pretty scary. Um, but once you do it a couple times, it's so, it's really exciting. I'm, I love it. I want to live in every place I can ever live because I think you can't really, you can visit and it's great. But living there, <laughs> you immerse yourself in the culture. Now, it is. is it, is it, you know, great? If I could, I would, right? I would yeah. go to so yeah. many places. But for me, that's been the most exciting change that's been in my life consistently, yeah. I think. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a really good one because moving to a different state is wild. I've only done it once. Yeah, you moved here. Yeah, but I had family here. I've never, I not only visited one time, but I had family here. So yeah. I don't think every time you've moved, you've had... Have you always had somebody in the States you moved to? No. um, My major move, of course, I've moved within States, but my major move, which was my first move to Chicago, which was probably, how old am I? 15 plus years ago, 18 years ago. um, I had a couple friends and that was it. And then when I moved from Chicago go to New York, I didn't know anybody, um, but I moved with my partner and, and that wasn't really hard because people you're on to everyone's on top of you. Yeah. Like you're immediately, yeah. you meet people immediately. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not as spread out as the cities in California. And so like you kind of okay. can't avoid people unless you stay in your house all the time. Um, and people are very friendly and I made a ton of friends, but moving here was the scariest one because I had never been there, at least growing up on the East coast. I'd been to New York. I knew a little bit about neighborhoods and where to be. So yeah, I don't, I, I don't, I've actually, it feels that I just move away from my family, which I'm not doing on purpose. I love my family. Like as I've gotten older, we've gotten so close and my brother's still where I'm from and my parents moved and retired to Florida. So we're always on different coasts or we're always in different time zones, but yeah. we, I love them. Like I love to see them as much as I can. And, yeah. but yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's fun. I recommend it. If anybody's thinking about, Oh, I'm scared to do it. or I want this job and it's another city. Do it. Like who cares? You're not going to be there for the rest of your life. You could be, if it's the best right. thing that's ever it's- happened to you and you meet, you know, whatever your life may put ahead of yeah. you, but make the leap because it's, I, it's what you're supposed to do. I think, I don't yeah. think, I don't think there's any, I don't have any regret in any of the things that I've done my life ever. <laughs> I, to this day, I always have always admired that you've moved around and you've, and you've lived like literally lived in different States, not just visited, but like you've been in more than one state. And I think that's admirable because to move to a whole different state, you don't know the culture, you don't know the mannerisms, you don't know the, the people, you don't know the way of life there, and to just yeah. go figure it out, itself is fucking terrifying. But then to actually well, do it and then figure it out is also terrifying. <laughs> well, like, listen, I lived in major, like, uh, liberal cities, you know, it's not like I was, like, moving to Kentucky and I didn't know what the culture was going to be like, so... Yeah. You know, I went from. 
<laughs> Who's in Kentucky? Sorry, there's people. Colonel Sanders. <laughs> and we love him. That's Alan. That is, that is true. Okay, you're right. You're right. She's moved yes. places that, that also weren't too foreign to you as a yeah. person. With like-minded people and like-minded. people my age and uh, for the most part, you know, our cities. So, you know, you're not, you could be, you can be yourself and yeah. there'll be no problem. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I think for me, my most rewarding seasons of life, honestly, is going to new jobs. Like mm-hmm. different employment has been the most exciting for me. And even like leveling up within my jobs, I get really excited about. And I think that's actually where I notice people struggle the most with change is at work. People don't like when you switch shit up. People don't like when you have new processes or like, oh, we're doing this now. I live for that type of shit. Like I love like, oh my God, this new. I'm like, what? We got something new? How we do it? Tell me how we do it. Because I want to learn it. Let me know. <laughs> like going to different jobs, being at our um our art studio was a very uh, important part of my life because that was also the first time I even got the opportunity to do HR. Like, yeah. And our HR director at the time really advocated for me to do more HR stuff. And that was, a, that was the first time I've ever even stepped mm-hmm. into my, oh, my HR career a little bit. I don't say a whole lot of it, a little bit though, to you and our staff there. Because if I wouldn't have been vocal and I wouldn't have told you guys that, it never would have happened. And if you also trust me, to at least start it. Yeah. It was beautiful. So I really love going to new jobs. I love, I've never been at a job more than two years since I've been job and having a job. Never. Yeah. And I think there's nothing, I think there's actually a misconception about people jumping around. That mm-hmm. is because, in a, you know, years ago you used to interview and people cared how long you were at a job. Now, if you're going every couple of months, maybe, um, and that's a, you know, because not, not your choice, <laughs> then maybe there's a problem. Right. But I do think if people you're are fired, <laughs> yeah. don't be out here getting fired every six months now. Not that's right. It's, and you're probably not hireable, but I do think that different experiences are, are valuable. And I think that if people are moving to another job, it's probably because they want to grow. Yes. And the last, this, the, the place we worked together was the longest I'd ever been in the job, which was six years, six and a half years. Um, six and a half years. Girl, it felt like 600. <laughs> it doesn't, first of all, that means we've been friends for six and a half years. Well, I mean, I, I, yeah, for almost seven because. Holy I shit. Think my anniversary was at the beginning of the year. Um, but, you know, for anyone out listening, um, staff reduction, I got laid off. I am uh, for hire. If you like what you hear. Job, baby. She's a badass <laughs> with a lot of a lot of skills. I'll put my LinkedIn uh, <laughs> link in the bio. Send it to me. I got you, friend. <laughs> Say less. I'm on it. <laughs> okay, tell me, Michelle. What lessons have you learned from seasons that you've experienced? And if there's only one that comes to mind, what lesson is that? I, the biggest lesson in the seasons of my life, well, I think maybe there's two. Yeah. The, the first one is if you're feeling like you're 
failing or you're overwhelmed or you just can't like push anymore or I think self-care taking that time Mm. to to it's okay to say no it's okay to take care of yourself it's okay to cancel plans it's okay to do whatever makes you feel good and to not push yourself there's a time and a place to push yourself to move forward amen but you don't always have to do it you don't always have to be on there's nothing wrong with being selfish to take care of yourself for sure i am the biggest self-care advocate i will just take a day and not talk to anybody and just nap and watch (laughs) movies and i don't feel you know sometimes when you do that you're like oh i didn't accomplish anything today but why do you have to accomplish something like Mm. it's going to be more healing for you to not so that is a huge lesson i've learned i agree in my seasons of life and the other one is i think every single decision that you've made in your life whether good or bad has brought you to this point right now and you are exactly where you need to be Mm. i really really believe that and if you're struggling it's like something's going to happen that there's I'm not, you know, I wish I really want to get into this manifesting thing that people are <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't do it. Uh, I think hopefully magical thinking and things like that are real. And the I've seen this like three, six, nine method where you write the same thing. three days. Like, I just, you know, maybe I just do that. To, and now, because right now I'm kind of in a funk, right? I'm, mm. I'm in between uh, what I want to do in my life and I am... Uh, really enjoying this time off but I know that that's not sustainable so maybe I do need to start doing some of that Um, you know that's when I need to push myself right that's when I need to to go forward but I do think like if you're ever questioning yourself like just if you believe in it you're exactly where you need to be yeah no I really those are very good lessons yeah which obviously like it let's be honest, like, it sounds a little insensitive, especially with what's going on in the world right now, right? But this is just, you know, if you're, if you're privileged enough to feel or think that way. Um, Because there are people who are not supposed to be where they're, where they are. But I do think if you're privileged enough um, to have control over your life, then hopefully, if you believe that's where you're going to be, that you're supposed to be there, then that's where you're supposed to be. Yes. And I love that you, um, you know, you're, you're thoughtful and you're mindful that some people are in situations they can't control. I support that. And I agree. However, to play with advocates, I am still of the mind that even if you're in a situation that was not of your choosing, we are, we are humans who have will. And so I feel like if something is serious to you, if you want to do better, you're going to do things, even if they're minimal, to make your life better. So maybe you're in a shitty situation. Um, maybe you're in a relationship where this man treats you like shit. I'm a woman, so I can't talk about the man's work. But if you're a woman, mm-hmm. he treats you like shit. Emotionally, you begin beat down. Financially, you depend on him. There's still certain things that you can do, aka self-care, uh, mm-hmm. things that feel good to make your life better. And I think at some point, we kind of have to take hold of the reins as much as possible and do what we mm-hmm. can to change it. Like, 
if that's the reality of the situation, what can you do to make your own world better? Yeah. As be- as much as possible, whether it's hanging out with the family that you have, whether it's um, religion. I just am, I am really of the mind that regardless of the situation, whether you can't control it or you can't control it, you have control over you and you have control over, you know, your perspective and how you operate in the world. And I didn't grow up in the best childhood. So I said this from a place of, there's shit that you can do to make your life better. It might not make your entire life better, but it might make that day in your life better. And so I just want to just encourage like, yeah. shit get real and life gonna life. That bitch going she gonna razzle dazzle, do a one, two piece whenever she want to. Mm-hmm. But you still decide if you want to get back up and continue fighting, whether it's you just getting back up and brushing your fucking teeth that day. If you didn't brush them yesterday, you brush them today. Yeah. That's Little things, baby steps. Baby exactly. If, you, if you're in a place where you feel like you physically and emotionally cannot change, which like say you're stuck in a relationship, like you were saying, and you know, where there's some sort of abuse or something yeah. or you're feeling like, uh, unfortunately, it's not like the easiest to access, but let me tell yeah. you therapy. <laughs> That's something else I, I've understand. I haven't like been in therapy my whole you know life because it just wasn't something I grew up with I also didn't really come from it didn't come from like you know we my Bobby'd have an asthma attack my mom would barely be in the hospital unless I like begged her so shout out to mom you did your best <laughs> I just I will never forget that when you tried to kill me um but I do think now that I'm older and now that there's more therapy available and these platforms and it's cheaper and things like that I yeah. uh, helped me get through some spots in my life where I thought like oh I can't I there's there's nothing I can do yeah. so yeah I said like, therapy is and again like Michelle said therapy isn't accessible to all of us however mm-hmm. like professional therapy however there is therapy with your friends with someone that you truly love and value their opinion mm-hmm. that is a big talking thing. talking just talking journaling Y'all motherfuckers got to start journaling. And I say motherfuckers with all the love in my heart. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like I journal as much as I can because it really does help just to get things out, especially when you're going through seasons of life and change is hard as much as I love it. And I know Michelle loves it, It's still hard. Like it doesn't negate the fact that you have to learn new things. That you have to adjust to new things. It is hard as a motherfucker. However, we both embrace that hardness. Ooh, that sounded we do <laughs> one thing about us how much wine have you had i may or may not have had a drink before this one <laughs> but we embrace the chat. yeah <laughs> helen get it together <laughs> we embrace the challenges that come with change and mm-hmm. tell me if you agree with this michelle but i think having seasons in our life and I actually know you agree with this, but I still want your input, is necessary, needed, is a must. It is a must. It is. You cannot be the same person now that you were 10 years ago. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. Think about it just in general. Everyone think about who you were 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Do you want to be that person in the place where you are right now? No. Yeah. I mean, do I want to be the weight I was 10 years ago? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> ah, 
to that point though that's no that's actually very accurate I'm to that, <laughs> there are certain things that you do want to be back 10 years ago why like I would question that even if it's your weight why do you want to be that weight is it because society tells us that we have to get smaller yeah. smaller just, <laughs> or is it because you know I mean, I'm sure, sure there are a lot of course society I'm sure there are lots of people I mean I love my body I've like Michelle's I, a bad, I'll don't let her. I was blessed somehow with self confidence. <laughs> like, and I say that just because, like, I wasn't encouraged as a child, but I uh-huh. do think my my parents let me do what I wanted, and it allowed me to like explore yeah. stupid shit. Like, I want to dye my hair green, and that's fine. So I just think uh, the the not telling your child no sort of thing kind of gave me confidence because I. No one was ever like, oh, you shouldn't do that. It's stupid. Ooh. And so I just think, so I always kind of, I talk about this with my therapist too. I'm like, I don't, I mean, I'm so happy that I like who I am, but how did that happen? And I'm going to take credit for some of it myself, of course. You should. But mm-hmm. I do think there's something about, about, you know, supporting your children in that way and letting them make their own decisions so that they can decide if it's, not, if it's like good or not. And then outside or society or someone else doesn't have to tell them what they're doing is bad specifically about expression and looks yeah no I really do think there's power in as we grow up parents not telling kids no so much especially if they're saying no from a place of personal belief versus yeah six-year-olds and you're gonna dye your hair orange they now make like dye that's super safe that you can almost fucking eat so why Mm -hmm. are you no besides do you think society's going to say something or you personally don't want your kids to have orange hair I know there's a fine line this is why I'm not having children there's such a fine line about saying yes to everything and saying no everything yeah you know just you every problem uh foundationally that you have in your life usually stems from your parents so it's like I don't want to I'm I don't want to have that power over a person Aww. <laughs> I will just have yeah. so many cats. Cats are going to be who they are. I sound like a crazy cat. <laughs> no, but she has a cat in Hamish, and that motherfucker does what, does what he wants yeah. to do. If he don't like you, she's like, he don't like you. I don't know what to tell you. It's not your friends. Figure yeah. it out. Remember when I thought he didn't like white people? Yeah. I still kind of think he has something against white people. because he. Yeah, I do <laughs> I love me some Hamish and Hamish has left me with some scars y'all this motherfucker is definitely yeah but I just take them as love taps that was his way of saying hey bitch I like you you're and welcome he's a lot nicer to you than a lot of the people and uh just so you know everyone that's listening I'm white so that's <laughs> I think an exception of me I'm not somebody not white saying he didn't like white people to give Michelle her roses like there's there's I'm working through my prejudice of white people I can be honest and say that ever since COVID me too. <laughs> you know, like it's just been it's been a little bit hard to love on some white people. And y'all probably might get that in my podcast, but Michelle, I've always like just felt like a kindred spirit with her. So I low key think she's a little black. And if y'all seen this bitch ass, she really got a little black in her. Wait, so can I ask you because you always used to say this to Kari, am I invited to the cookout? Yes, bitch. You're definitely yes. invited. You are <laughs> We're invited for, to be. Sure. for sure. And not even because <laughs> I love you, but like you're if some shit went down. I honestly believe you'd be out there on the front lines with us. Like, you'd be Fuck like, nah, yeah. we're not doing this shit at all. Not at Fuck all. Yeah, and I would. That's my bitch for real. Cheers, okay. girl. Same, same.
Okay, friends, because I see we, we almost had our hour. So let me also ask you, we kind of touched on it already, but what would you consider the biggest benefits of embracing seasons of our lives? The difference. You grow. You will grow as a person. Mm-hmm. You will grow in your career, in your life, in your friendships, in your relationships. Grow. Which equals happiness. Honestly, that's all I could think of too. Like the people that I've noticed struggle the most are the people that are closed-minded mm-hmm. and people that don't embrace change. And honestly, the biggest thing that comes with change is growth. Because it's open yourselves up, people. Open yourselves up. Figuratively, literally, if you want to, because we support <laughs> that as well. That's know. a season that everybody needs to go. Ah, I'm just saying. Be safe about it though. Be safe <laughs> that season. But I support it. I'm 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 right there with you. Let me just say I'm I'm right there with you. <laughs> okay, Michelle, to wrap us up, you beautiful, gorgeous woman. What is your positive affirmation or something that you tell yourself when life be changing? When you get your new season. Is that a cute? That's kind of a cute way. New season. Yeah. We're gonna change uh, the rhetoric and it's gonna be like, I'm in my whatever season. Mm. Or is that what they, people say now? No, they I, say era. They say I'm in my whatever era. Now it's like, gonna be I'm in my season. season. I like you heard that. it here first, guys. Kind of long. Era's a long time, right? Isn't that like yeah. a decade yeah. or centuries of shit? I don't know, but season sounds better because there's it. It means constant change. Yes, so. I agree with that. Um, I think what I said earlier, it just is. If you're struggling, don't worry. You are where you're supposed to be. Mm. Yeah. And I tell myself, it's not always going to be like this. Oh. Which is on theme. No. And I've actually been, to to some degree, I've been telling myself that too. So in this single journey, there have been, you know, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Michelle's no longer single. She's off the market. So if anybody's interested, sorry. Sorry, Um, but in these little like moments, I have to remind myself, like, this is not the end all be all. My might be in my feelings. I might be feeling underappreciated. I might be feeling like these motherfuckers don't know what they got till they lose it. Mm-hmm. But this is not the end all be all. There exactly. will be a way as long as I'm willing and open to change. change. I feel like that's it. What else can you say? I don't. There's nothing. I think we did that. Thank you so much. Is there anything left that you want to give the people about change before we officially close this bitch out? No, I'm going to go change my shirt because I'm sweating. <laughs> it's fine. It's wrong Why were you nervous? I don't know. I haven't, I've been in my house for two weeks unemployed. I haven't done anything. So. Okay. Well, cheers. One last cheers for the people. Let's cheers. I love you so much. Thank you, you so much more, for having guys. me. You're so welcome. And on y'all, on y'all, on that note, it's a wrap. We did that. Thank you, Michelle. Bye.